Hello, everybody. Jim Malone here coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. <laughs> well, it is the end of August, and boy, oh, boy, not a great month. I tell you what, not a great month in the stock market overall. Uh, just, yeah, just not uh, not a lot of traction here. Just a tough market all the way. Uh, tough, tough, tough market. So let's get into the slides. Uh, basically, what's going on here? is uh, that we've got, uh, you know, we've got a situation on the Dow. It was off for the month. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's just the way it is. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just down. So for everybody on TikTok, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shift over here to the, to the uh, stock called the Diamond. And this is the ETF that covers the, um, this is the ETF that covers the Dow, and the Dow is not doing well. We we at the beginning of the month we were doing great. We we're coming all the way up here to the um uh you know we were cut we we're coming up all the way up here to the 200-day moving average. It's looking good. Everything was going well, <laughs> but look at this look at this month. We you know from from August to September we were down basically, and this is just amazing. How much we were we were down here, uh, just just how uh, just just how crappy this this month has been. Uh, you know, we went all the way down here from about 350 on the diamond. This, of course, is the ETF that covers the Dow. All the way down here to about uh, 315. So just uh, you know, kind of a swan dive there. Um, not a good situation by any stretch of the imagination. On the uh, so on the Dow today we're down about 0.88 percent, but uh, we're down. Uh, uh, you know we're we're down on that one. We lost about uh, two seven. Um, we're down to about. Uh, well, this is the actual the actual index. We're down on this one on the S and P 500. And uh, let's take a look at the actual on the S and P. Uh, to see kind of where we're at, the S&P 500. <coughs> we were down today, too. Look at that. Just horrible <coughs> number. Um, you know, just a horrible number there all the way. Going all the way down here from, we touched that 200-day line. I mean, the uh, the 200-day moving average. And then, boom, we're all the way down to the 50-day. And look at that. Same situation as we were having with the Dow, uh, you know, just really off and 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 really off pretty strongly. Uh, so you know, it's it's just one of those it's just one of those things. We've got to be, um, you know, this month I've stayed very very lightly invested. Just hasn't been it just hasn't been there for it. Uh, even with the Russell two thousand, we're off. So just a tough tough month, tough to trade. Uh, not a lot of not a lot of good stuff going on now. Um, let's take a look at something that might be a ray of hope. Um, and again, I'm not currently in the stock, but it's uh, Palo Alto Networks is going to be uh, it, it is is going to be uh, splitting uh, three for one on September 13th, and it definitely has made a move up. Now, would I recommend this? Well, typically the way I like to trade these, and this is how we traded uh, Tesla was that we wait until the announcement. We've got the announcement. Then we buy the stock and then hold it until the day of record, which is the 13th of, um, of, of September. So we could probably make a little bit of a gain here. I don't think this is going to be a tremendous gain. Let's see how close to the 10-day line uh, 
it's trading currently. And I I have the live chart, put the live chart up here for everybody that's on uh, YouTube. Uh, basically, what we're doing is we're, we're fairly close to that 21-day line. We want to buy it as close to that 21-day line as possible. Uh, and that's where we want to buy it. And then we want to hold it basically only until the... 12th so we won't really we want to sell it right before it splits that's exactly what happened with tesla so kind of want to show you my strategy how my strategy worked with tesla and this typically works pretty well with splits not you know nothing is guaranteed in this life but uh with tesla what we did is we purchased it let's pull up here in a second and uh we we purchased it basically right before right 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 before the split and then i wrote it up basically to three to, to about to about 315 here and then as you can see right after right right after the day boom it went down so this is kind of the thing it you you buy it here basically that's when they announced you kind of ride it up there a little bit and then boom you're you're out of it so that's kind of what i'm proposing here for uh, that's kind of what I'm proposing here for um, Palo Alto Networks. It's a, it's a, it's a. I think it's an overpriced stock, uh, but we could probably make a little bit of money on it uh, just on this strategy. Where, and I'm pulling back to Palo Alto Network, where it's, it's, it's moved up there. It's pulled back to the, to the 10-day line. You can see it's in this cup formation, and something relative strength. My, my strategy here is probably to, to buy it. And then hold it until about the twelfth, and then and then unload it, <laughs> and then unload it, uh, because I do think that that is potentially a good place to you know to, just 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 quickly make a little bit of profit. All right, basically the stocks that I'm owning long right now, very very few. They're all up today, interestingly enough. That's kind of amazing uh, with the, with the you know the way this market has been going. But uh, we're in, of course, PA, PBR, and it's not Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> So um, that's sometimes what I'd like to have after this day. I'd like a lot of Pabst Blue Ribbon. Uh, but this one, you know, it bounced. And I do think this is strong. This is the Brazilian National Oil Company. I always talk about this one. It has a 98 relative strength. This is in the top 2%. Notice how we're getting some volume coming in there, moving above the, above the limit. So we're look, that's looking pretty good. Uh, and we've, you know, we came down to that 21-day line. This is why it's so important, and I want to talk to everybody about this. This is why it's so important that we put our stop loss right below the 21-day exponential moving average. And why? Because that just is triggers. You can see how yesterday we had a bad day. Boom, we came down below that 10-day line. And then today we started out below the the 20 you know right at the 21 day line essentially just right above it and then it went up now, why because they're trading off of that line so that's where a good place to put the stop loss you can see that's where i have stops currently on pbr uh and and my stop loss uh on that put this up uh, over here my stop loss on pbr currently 13 dollars 30 cents as you can see that's right about here so right under that 21 day line that's where i'm looking to be uh having my stop loss on pbr can you buy pbr now no it's extended i wish we could uh i would definitely like to buy it 
Uh, but I did buy one. I did buy one thing today, and I did buy a little bit more of what they call of BJ's. I don't know if you're familiar with BJ's wholesale, but for some reason, uh, BJ seems to be doing very well. And the situation with BJ's is that it moved up nicely today. Uh, I did. Uh, I did. Um, uh, add to my position here. I added another half position. So I've got a full position in BJ's. Uh, it was up today uh, and it's up after hours. Um, I don't exactly know what's driving it. Again, this is not a super exciting stock. It's in the buy zone right now, but it's just about ready to exit it. So we're almost extended. And in this kind of market, I'd be super careful about buying extended. It's just, it's just one of those things we don't want to do. So let's take a look at the, at the pivot here. Uh, for the stock, uh, by the way, BJ's has a 100% checklist. I want to show you that. Uh, currently, it has a 100% checklist, so it's looking pretty darn good. The pattern recognition on this one, we're about 6% below that pivot, which is a double bottom. That's a strong, that, that's a pretty strong pattern. That's a pretty strong basing pattern, the double bottom pattern. Uh, and we're about, uh, we're, we're, we're about 6% uh, um, we're, we're about, excuse me, six or seven above that. So currently we are extended technically. We really don't want to buy any more than about 5% above that. So we've got to wait for a pullback, but you might want to put this one on your ready list uh, because I do think that there is, there is uh, a buy there. Now I did not, uh, I only bought it as it moved uh, up. And I typically only like to buy them as they're moving up in. And I was able to buy below the 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 5% uh, from the pivot. But we want in this kind of market, you just want to be super careful buying. You want to buy either in the buy zone. You don't want to buy 5% above. That's just uh, that just doesn't work, unfortunately, in this in this market. Because we're in a market with a um, we're not a confirmed uptrend here. We're in an uptrend upper, under pressure. So this is a tough market to buy. We don't want to be buying extended here. We don't want to be buying extended. And that's key. Also, I have a position in Comstock Resources. Low volume on this one, but it did go up. So this is kind of a warning sign. Unfortunately, I wish, I wish it wasn't CRK. But uh, a lot of times right before you take a dive in a stock, what will happen is it'll come down. Uh, and then it will bounce, but on low volume. And that's definitely what happened here uh, with Comstock. Uh, if we can take a look at it, it it was, you know, I bought it up here at 2041. Currently, it's at 1960. And what happened is, boom, it, it came all the way down to that 21-day line. But that's where, again, where I have my I, I, my, have my stop loss is basically at that 21-day line. It's a little bit below that, but uh, that's where it is. Uh, my 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 stop loss on Comstock is at 18. So if you were to buy it here, this isn't technically a um, uh, this is a little bit of a short base here. So it doesn't hasn't really run long enough for it to be completely based out. But uh, uh, you could possibly enter Comstock at this level. It's got a 99 relative strength against the market. So it's in the top 1% of all stocks. Currently, this one has a 100% checklist, and I wanted to show you that uh, so you can see that. Um, the oil and gas is still, the, even with the, the price reduction, oil and gas is still the area of the market that is uh, with the most, um, you know, that, that, is, that is the strongest currently. So, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. Take a look at the uh, small portfolio. And, of course, uh, on TikTok, you're not going to be able to see that. But if you do jump over, 
to uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. You can see this. As you can see, I'm a little bit, I'm very underinvested in this market. I've got uh, basically 70, uh, let's see, my cash position. I'm over 77% in cash right now. Uh, basically, I did, uh, as I say, I did uh, move in a little bit heavier into the uh, uh in, into it into in, into Comstock and to PBR, but as you can see, I'm only less than quarter percent invested in the small portfolio. Uh, the position in BJ's I have in another portfolio, uh, and I don't have it here, but uh, hopefully next time I'm going to show that one too. But uh, I'm even less invested in that portfolio. I only have one position. I'm basically only twelve percent invested in my large portfolio. The rest is cash. So I'm primarily in cash right now. Just, just you know, we're not in a good place uh, in the market right now to to really be that active, and uh, it's just kind of it's kind of it's depressing because I want to I want to be more invested, but the market just is saying no, and you just gotta you, you gotta listen to the market. That's that's the only way you can do it. So let's get into some questions. Thank you so much for waiting. All right, uh, your thoughts on MRNL. Uh, I think uh, I think minerals are still a good sector uh, drunk. Uh, I think I think they really are because uh, you know here's the thing: we have an inflation problem. We all know that. Well, what does well in inflation? Well, the things that you need uh, to make things. Um, so um, that can be a good area. So let's let's uh, go over and take a look at mineral, which is of course this is an ETF. So let's look at it. Uh, MRNL. That's right. That's no, Moderna. I'm sorry. Am I getting this wrong? MNRL. I'm sorry. MNRL. Let's look at that. And yeah, there we go. Okay, so here we go with that. Ah, yes. Bring in minerals. Okay, this is a yeah. This is a real company. Uh, <laughs> right now, right now, we just have, you know, we have to be really careful. Uh, just you know, kind of what we're looking at, you know, what what we're what we're seeing out there. This one, it, Bingham, Bingham Minerals. I, I thought this was an ETF. I apologize for this. Ninety-five relative strength. I really like this. I, I I'm looking at this. I want strong, strong stocks. I want strong stocks. This definitely has a good movement in the relative strength line. So I'm liking that. I also like the fact that today we had particularly above average, just barely above average volume on this one. So I definitely like that as well, uh, it, as well. So one of the things I like is the strong relative strength, the high volume, and the high volume of buying. So that's looking very good. Also, with Brigham Minerals, we've got 212% earnings per share. So let's take a kind of a gander, and you can't probably see this on TikTok, but uh, I'm going to go over and take a look at some of the fundamentals on this one. Maybe I can do that. Maybe I can just uh, let me just see if I can I can move my my camera over here. See if you can see it. This is a little bit difficult. So um, hopefully one of these days I'm going to be able to do a direct feed from um, uh, from uh, from um, TikTok. But right now I can't do it. So here here basically it is. We're looking at the sort of the uh, situation in terms of the. Um, in 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 terms in terms of the sales, the sales were up 400%. Now, 140% last quarter. That's excellent. The, the the profits, and this is what's key, up 212%. So that's looking very strong 
Also, we have additional funds moving into this one. Currently, 327 funds that are in Brigham Minerals. 53% uh, of the of the 53% uh, are in that. Now, let's look at the predictions for profit in the next year. 2022 looks very good. Uh, with a growth of 167% in terms of the price. Now, remember, because we are in a high inflation time, uh, because we're in a high inflation time, you're going to see increases in all these areas like oil, gas, minerals, these things that need to be, they actually make things. We're going to see a decline in in service uh, and in, and in uh, you know, software and a lot of that stuff. We're going to see a decline in that. But the things that we need actually that's physical, these are going to be good investments, probably uh, going forward. So we're looking good there. It's got a strong cash flow, one dollar forty-six. Return on equity on this was ten percent, which is very good. Uh, we have a fourteen PE, which is excellent. Now, normally, if money was money has been cheap so long, we don't really look at this. But as the Fed increases the price of the um, of the Fed funds, we're going to see. Um, we're going to see return becoming extremely important, and that's why you're going to see um, stocks with low PEs to being favored in this kind of environment. So this is definitely one of them. So what would I say here? Well, I would I, I would guess, and I'm going to go back to the daily chart here, so we can everybody can see it. Uh, okay, there we go. Let's move it over to to show you the daily chart. Uh, everybody on TikTok, thank you for watching. Um, and on the daily chart, this is Brigham Young's, uh, the MRNL is the symbol on this one. Uh, <clears throat> we did have a black pulled very, very correctly to the 21-day line. The 21-day line, this green line here, this is one of the most important things. It pulled back to that yesterday, boom, it hit it, and it's moving higher. So let's take a look and see uh, how well that checklist is. That's a good checklist. The only thing that's missing on is sales percentage increase. Uh, it was it was uh, from the, the quarter before this one, but I, I don't think that's as much of a problem because we're seeing higher prices. So I definitely like this one drunk. I, I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's definitely a good sector. I think that uh, you know in this tough tough environment, it's a very tough environment. So not sugarcoating it. We want to buy this as close to the 21-day line as we possibly can. So let's take a look to see where that 21-day line is and see if we could buy it there. So here's the 21-day line. It's basically 86.18. We're currently at 87.61. So here's what I would do. Uh, I would try to buy it. It's definitely buyable because it's within 5% of the 21 day uh, of the 21 day exponential so that is a good place to buy it you might want to put in a limit order maybe at 8550 or possibly 8650 that's probably where i buy it uh, but i do think it's good i do think it's a good sector uh, there's a little bit of concern here and i want to show you that this is the relative strength line it did come down but it, now it's 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 moving moving higher let's take a look at the volume very nice volume here above that red that red line there is the average so this is an exponential chart here so if it comes above that that's a lot of buying so there's definitely people that when basically were triggered that when it came down to the 21 day line that's where they bought it that's where the funds bought it and that might be a good place for you to possibly consider buying it too i think this is a good area and i really appreciate that uh, for that i'm going to put
that down in terms of um, the, the, the symbols covered M R N L. All right. Thank you very, very much for that. Uh, let's see if we have somebody from um, TikTok here uh, that we can, we can take a look at. Let's see if I can, I can do the, do the right thing here. Come on, baby. There we go. All right. Switching the camera, uh, seeing what's going to be happening here. Hi. Okay. Let's see. Cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah. That'll, cryptocurrency is going to be tough. How long do you personally hold a stock on average? Well, I typically will hold it if um, I'm a swing trader. So the way I try to the way I try to hold stocks is that I like to I like to buy them out of a base, and then if it goes up 20%, that's where I'm going to sell. Now I may sell earlier than that, but that's typically the way I like to do it. So uh, that's it has to, it doesn't have to do with time; it has to do with percentages. That's the key, and uh, you know that that's that's the key for where I like to to hold them. But that's a great, great question. I appreciate that. All right. Let's take another one. Hey, Jim, uh, RRC is moving up. Is it actionable or not? You know, I got stopped out of RRC. I think it was an overreaction to the what the uh, uh, they, they indicated in Europe that they're going to restrict prices on, on energy. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen <laughs> because I think that if they do, there'll be riots. And uh, there's a dire situation in Poland right now where people are lining up to buy coal. I mean, it's just ridiculous. This was totally preventable, of course. But, you know, the bureaucrats, they know it all. So, uh, you know, they're the smart ones. So I, I, I think basically uh, what's going to happen here with range, because range is a big producer of natural gas. You see, it came down to it. It's, it's actually keying off that 50-day line now. I had my, I had my, um, I, I, I had my um, stop right here, basically at the 21-day line. Which, which in this case, see, I may, I, I may, um, I, I may rebuy this one. Why? Because it, I sold it at the 21-day line. And that's at 33, and right now it's below 33. So what I may do here tomorrow is is I I, I may set um, uh, I, I may I'm going to probably set an order to buy it as it moves above 33. So it's at 32.86. You see how it took that down? I I I was stopped out at 33 because that's where the 21 day line was it pulled all the way down almost to that 50 day line but now i'm going to be buying it back um i'm going to be buying it back uh as it moves um above the 21 day line so as long as it's trading above that 21 day line i'm very interested in it uh and i typically think that uh, this is viable above as it moves above the 21 day line so thank you very much for alpha Five one one. Thank you very very much for that. That's a good. That's that's a very good point um, that you made. And uh, so, this is why if you use stops like I do, not that I'm not the only one that does this, but if you use stops and you stop out at the at the twenty one day exponential moving average, and then if it bounces, you buy it as it moves above that twenty one day line. The twenty one day line is the critical line. It's called the 21-day exponential moving average. This is the this is the line that most of the funds will buy off of. So most of the programmatic traders will use this line. So that's why I'm setting my stop loss there. It's also why I'm selling my my buy stop limit order 
And by the way, if you don't know what one of those is, <laughs> it's as it comes above that, I offer to buy it just 10 cents above that. That's called a buy stop limit order, and it's a good way to go. All right. Uh, I definitely think it's actionable above as it moves above the 21-day line. And currently, the 21-day on line day line on range resources is 32.99. So it's basically 33. So that's where the 21-day line is. I think you want to buy it as it moves above 33. I know that sounds very weird. Why would you buy it <laughs> as it's going up? Uh, why would you see? I like to buy things as they're going up and sell them as they're going down. I know that I know that's a, a weird concept, but you can use stops to do that. And that's what I do so that I get rid of that noise as it comes down to the 50-day line. So uh, kind of kind of going on and on here. So let me take another question. <laughs> and, and Visa is my uh, it's my new long-term hold. 50 million people uh, are late with payments last month. I don't necessarily think that's a good idea. Idea, but uh, let me just I want to check Visa versus PayPal. The fact that so many people are late doesn't mean they're going to be able to pay, and that's a problem. I th I'd be careful with this. I I, I mean I'm not uh, again. Um, I have the reversal line in here, and it's below the reversal line. It's below 200. I don't think this is an area of the market you want to be in. Um, again, I'm not criticizing anybody for anything because believe me, this is. But I want to show you, I don't think this is an area of the market you want to be in. Let's let's compare. I want to compare. Um, let's see if I can get it to do. Okay. This is uh, Visa. And as you can see, it's moving, it's moving lower. Okay. Now, let's compare Visa with an area in the market that we know is doing well. And uh, that is going to be the XLE. Okay. Even though it's pulled back a little bit. Okay, that's the energy select spider. As you can see, what's happening, if you're looking for long-term trending, XLE is still moving higher. You see that? And you can you can see Visa, it's moving lower. So the question is, which section of the of the market do you want to be in? Do you want to be in the XLE, which is the energy sector, or do you want to be with Visa? Let's let's look at the XLF, which is the financial sector. XLF and see how that's trending as well. The XLF is also poor, just as the just as Visa is. Look at how tightly the XLF uh, traces the 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 uh, traces Visa. The reason is the XLF is has a large large uh, segment of it is in financial. With as many people potentially going to default, this is not a good time to be in. The financials it just isn't, uh, and and uh, I'm I'm not trying to, uh, you know, but I would be very careful owning the financials here. I just I, I just would, uh, just for just for just for so many reasons, uh, it's just not a good time to be in the financials right now. So I would be very very careful uh, when it comes to the uh, when it when it when it comes to the, when it comes to the financials. I just I just would. So let's see if I can get this to my charts to <laughs> move properly. There we go. Okay, there we go. So that was that's the XLF and the XLE and Visa. So we probably don't want to be in any of the financials right now. Just not looking strong for them. I know the interest rates are going up, but the problem is not the interest rates going up. It's all the loans that people have that are going to go bad. All right. Well, thank you. 
Uh, Natalie, thank you very much for this. Let's look at BTU. Of course, this is uh, Peabody. This is, I, I think this one's really good. This is one of the biggest uh, oil comp uh, coal companies in the world. Uh, HCC, these are good ones, HCC, and um, XOXL. So let's look at those three. Let's look at, let's look at Peabody first, and then I want to compare these. So let's look at, let's look at uh, uh, BTU. Take a look at it. All right, BTU, Peabody. All right, let's uh, flip, flip over so you can see this on TikTok. Um, basically, uh, Peabody is one of the largest coal companies in the world, of course. It's coming down and it's testing the 50-day uh, line, but the relative strength is 97. So that's very strong. Let's checklist on PBU to see if, uh, we, if this one is, is good. Well, it's not a 100% checklist. It's a 78% checklist, which is not bad, but it is not great. So let's compare this one. Uh, let, let's, let's compare this. Oh, we got a little bit of an ad there. I need to put the ad blocker on, but I do that and it's sometimes at my peril. Here is the, uh, here is the chart uh, basically for BTU, as you, can, as, you, as you can see here. Here's the chart for BTU. Uh, and this is the coal company. In the last few months, it's been in an upward trend. All right, let's let's put in uh, let let's let's put in your next one, HCC, and compare this one. Uh, this one is Warrior Met Coal. So this is also a coal company. BTU has has proved to be a little bit better investment than HCC. Now the difference between the Met coal, that's met, metallurgic, metal, meteorological, excuse me, coal, that's used in steel production. So this, this is based, HCC is based in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, Peabody is more up in the West Virginia kind of area, uh, but it is, it is doing better. Now, let's take a look for Natalie. Let's take a look at the third one that she put up there, and I think this is really interesting. Uh, XOXL, that's the third company. Uh, in here, and that is um, uh, direction. This is the semiconductor bull. Okay, well, take a look. This is why you don't want to be in Nasdaq stocks right now. This one has moved down. All right, look at that. Moved down. Not a, not a, not a good not a good situation. Let me see if I can give you a little bit better, a little better better view of kind of this chart. So the semiconductors have moved down really since the first of the year. And, uh, you know, that's been the case. But guess what has, has been doing well in the last few months? Coal companies. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think so, but that's the case. And out of, these, out of these three, BTU is the one I think you want to focus on. And uh, so very interesting, um, you, you know, very interesting look here. Let's see if we can uh, take a look at the, the chart for BTU uh, directly. So let me see if I, can, if I can do that. I'm having a little bit of a... Uh, issue getting that my full screen there. Okay, let's go back here, and there we go. Okay, so let's look here. All right, so let's look at BTU, and this is Peabody Coal. Uh, again, this is one of the biggest coal companies in the world. Now, it's amazing that we're even talking about this, but we are. We're talking about we're we're talking about coal companies. Here it's very it's a very strange it's a very strange world that we live in now, 
Uh, you know, it, everybody has thought for years and years that the, the way to make money, of course, is in high tech. And that, that's been true. But we're in such an inflationary environment right now that it's the it's the mineral companies, it's the coal companies, it's the oil and gas companies, it's the things that are doing the best. What happened here with with uh, with Peabody is it came down, it tested at the at the 21 day moving average. It almost came down to the 50 day. This is why I typically will put my circuit breaker in here at the 21 day line, and then if it goes below that and it comes back up above that, I'll buy it above that. So I'll sell it as it goes through that 21 day line. And then if it turns and moves higher, then I'll buy it back. I'm going to do that probably with RCC, range resources. But you can kind of see how that action works. Um, 97 relative strength. This is buyable. Uh, I do believe that this is actually buyable. Now, let's look at the pivot on it. Uh, what I'm talking about, the pivot, this is what they call the buy point. And the buy point on this one, well, there's no, okay, so there's no pattern. So there's no buy point on btu right now so not not something that the 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 pattern rack is recognizing but i think it's in a down this is the downward trend so let's put that in there we've moved we, we we're, we're above the downward trend so we could buy it on this reversal we could buy it above the 21 day line so let's look at that and see and i don't think yeah we'll look at the technicals here the 21 day line is at 24.58. You could possibly buy this at 24.50 as it comes above that line. So that could be where you could buy it. So not an easy stock to buy, but definitely I would like to buy it off that line. That's probably the best place to buy it. So very interesting. Thank you, Natalie, for all of that great, great, great stuff. All right. Uh, and let's see. Okay, OPEC. OPEC just said they're buying these. There you go. They don't want that price to go down. So right now we're at about ninety dollars on the on the on the oil, <coughs> but we're gonna go we're gonna go higher. Uh, I just think we're gonna have one. By the time the midterms are over with, I think we're gonna have one uh, fifteen dollar barrel oil. I really believe that. Now let's take a look uh, at the natural gas. Um, what, how the natural gas is trading. Uh, let's just see if I can get that. Um, natural gas is very critical, the commodity, because it's used primarily to generate electricity. And regardless of what they tell you, uh, the price of natural gas determines the price of electricity. And so it has been trending up, as you can, as you can see. It's basically been trending. Uh, natural gas has been trending since about the first of July. And then, you know, it, 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 I think it's going to go higher. It's hit the, the 21 day line. And I do believe that natural gas is going higher. Now, why is that important? Well, the reason that's important is uh, we're going to see a lot more inflation. Natural gas is somewhat touch inflation. And as we come into the winter with the heating problem, they've already said in Europe that they're going to restrict the amount of natural gas. So there's going to be a lot of cold people. And in, in uh, as a matter of fact, it's so dire in uh, in Ireland and uh, England that they're actually closing down many small businesses because they literally cannot afford to use natural gas, which is an absolute shame. It was so preventable, but you know it's an ideological thing, and, and a lot of people don't 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 want to don't want to deal with reality. Um, so I 
I think with with uh, OPEC saying that they're going to they're going to shut down, I think you're going to see more. Uh, you're going to see some of the oils do 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 better. We might be in a situation where we can buy oxy. Let's take a look. I want to look at Occidental OXY. It did it did pull back, uh, but I do think it may be getting to a place where it's viable once again. Well, it's a little bit far above that 21-day line. It's not quite in the buy zone, so we need it to come down a little bit more in order to be viable. But this one might be viable. If it comes down to about 68, I think you could possibly buy it. As you can see, I've been trading Oxy for a while. I haven't had it for a while, but uh, I definitely think with this news from OPEC, it's probably, probably going to go higher. All right. Uh, let's, Lisa, thank you. <laughs> Uh, gas will be uh, will still be in Europe absolutely. However, a lot of businesses will close. On the, I agree with this. Totally, totally, totally right. Should we buy coal stock uh, and gas stock? Well, here's the thing about coal and gas. Uh, I do believe that natural gas is the way to go, and the reason I do is because uh, I just think that you know we're going to see <laughs> we're going to see a lot of natural gas exported from. The U.S. It's just it's just inevitable. They're going to have to do it. Now they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. But I think natural gas is going to continue to do well. And why? Because of this company that unfortunately I was sh I was shut out of. But there's a company called LNG. This is uh, uh, this is um, Chenier. And basically, what they do is they liquefy natural gas and they um, and they and they resell it. Now you can see it was coming up at very strong angle here. And then, boom, it came right down to the 21-day line. Of course, I was stopped out at the 21-day line. I had two stops, an upper and a lower, and I was stopped out on both of them, unfortunately. But if this thing turns around, I'll buy it again. Why? Because, you know, things don't go up in a straight line. They, they, they make turns like this, and look, it's up in the after hours. So why is this so critical to me? Well, the reason is is because this allows the U.S. to export natural gas. And currently... The U.S. with Chenier is the number two natural gas company in the world. So I'm interested also in the transports, not just in the natural gas itself, but the ability to get it to Europe. And there's a, there's a number of ways to play this. LNG is one of the ways. GLNG is another way to play. And this is basically a uh, uh, these are shipping. Uh, these are 13 uh, ships that are LNG ships. So let's take a look at LNG and we're going to look at GLNG, FLNG and uh, the other ones. So GLNG, this is the shipping company. All right, let's take a look at that. Let's compare that one to LNG. This is the company that doesn't ship. This one they make the 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 they make the natural gas into they they liquefy it. And then there's another one, FLNG. And FLNG is also another um, uh, another company that uh, transports it. So currently, the best one out there is GLNG, but they're all kind of similar in terms of the way that they're looking. So the question is, which has the most potential? And I definitely think, at least in the short term, LNG has the most potential. Why? Because they supply the stock. So. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. But thank you very much for that. Let's look at MU, uh, and that, of course, is Micron Technology. 
Uh, the thing about Micron is, as we probably know, the semis have been having a lot of difficulty, and it's been a tough, tough role for them. Um, it's it's been a tough role for them. I just think <coughs> right now it's a good idea to stay out of the the um, <coughs> stay out of the Dow stocks and some of the uh, semis. I you know I got burned a little bit on 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 semiconductor, which I thought was one of the best of them, but it's just been a kind of a bad. All the way around, unfortunately, for uh, you know some of the some of these um, you know some of these shares, and that's definitely been the case with Micron. I really like this company, but the pro here's the problem. Here's the problem with Micron. We're trading below the 200-day line. We don't we never really want to buy below that 200-day line, and we're trading below the 50-day line, <laughs> and the relative strength is 16. So that means that 84% of all the shares out there are doing better than this one. Let's compare. Let's compare. Um, let's compare Micron Technologies, which is in the semiconductor sector, with LNG. That's a company that makes the uh, that liquefies natural gas. So here's Micron, and then let's compare it with LNG, which is the company that uh, makes the that makes the liquefied natural gas. Look at the difference. Look at the convergence there. Even since January, even since even since since uh, July, as you can see, Micron has done nothing. It's sort of flatlined. Uh, in that same period of time, LNG has has gone up. My guess is LNG is going to continue to go up as the demand for natural gas, primarily in Europe, it, it intensifies. So. Uh, I definitely think that's going to be the case. So definitely want to look. Uh, MU, I, I think if you can get out of it, probably a good idea. It's in a downward trend, and uh, just a tough, tough way to go. I mean, it's, just, it's, 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 a, it's a tough way to go. Let's see here. Oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> I have my stops. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, let's look at this one from Charles. Thank you very much, Charles. Uh, let's take a look at um, ARLP. And let's look at it. All right. ARLP, Alliance Resource Partners Limited Partnership, engaged in the production and marketing of coal. <laughs> you know, I never thought I would get excited about a coal company, ever. But, <laughs> hey. These aren't normal times. Look at this. If you had bought at the buy point, which I didn't, if you had bought at that buy point, which was 1864, you would have been all you've been all the way up here at 20%. You would have been selling for a little game. But this is usually how it happens. It'll come in here, it'll top out, and then it will base, it'll form that, it'll it'll form that um, buy point. Buy at the buy point. And then, of course, this one rode down in this. You probably couldn't have held on to this one because it pulled below. You see, it pulled below the 21-day line. That's the problem with holding this one. So you probably would have been sold out. But if you had really, really had conviction of this one, you would have bought at the buy point, rode it up, been, been stopped out at the 21-day line, and then as it came back above that 21-day line there, you would have bought it again. So, But I didn't do that. So <laughs> that's tough. But uh, this one's looking good. Would I buy it here? No, this is extended, and I saw I wouldn't buy it at this level. So 
right now I would not buy. I wouldn't buy um, uh, ARLP as it's extended. And here's the reason you don't buy extended is is uh, is is pretty is is pretty simple. The reason you don't buy extended is because what will happen is if you buy extended where it is right now, there's a propensity that can pull all the way back down to the 21-day line or the 50-day uh, line. So you don't want to do that. If, if, if you don't want to buy it up here because it's likely to pull back to where it has, where, or to, to it has strength. Now, there is a high point 21, so it potentially could, could drop as much as 21. Uh, or more, but it, it could potentially drop to there. So we don't want to buy extended. So what we want to do is we want to wait till it pulls back. It pulls back, and that's where we want to buy it. So right now, ARLP is extended. We don't want to buy this one because it's extended. It's not because it's not a good stock. It's it's a good stock. It's just extended. All right. Let's take a look and compare for Charles the spider against the uh, – the QQQ, which is uh, these are the the QQQ is the um, Nasdaq 100 uh, stock. It's a, it's the hundred largest stocks in the Nasdaq. It's an ETF exchange traded fund. And as you can see, this has not been looking good as it's been moving. It's been moving down. Now uh, I'm going to compare this against. I'm going to I'm going to compare against this against the spiders so that we can see kind of what's going on here. So if we look at the QQQ and then we look at the spider, which is the ETF that covers the 500 largest shares, uh, the, the, 500, the 500 largest shares in the S&P 500, which it is 500 shares, you can see that the performance of the spider has been better than the NASDAQ. And that's been basically since the beginning of August, okay? Even though they're both in a decline. They're both going moving down. But if you have to pick between the two, the better lifeboat is the spider. Now let's look at compare that against the S and P. Uh, I mean the uh, the Dow Jones. The the ETF that covers the Dow Jones is called the Diamond, the DIA, and that's actually pr produced a better result than the spider. Isn't that interesting? So the Dow actually has fallen the least, but unfortunately it's fallen. <laughs> that's not a good thing. So if I were looking between the spider and the QQQ, I would pick the spider. I would have to take the spider because that just, it kind of demonstrates, this chart kind of demonstrates the situation there. Okay, well, I've gone for almost 46 minutes, and I'm probably getting to the time, probably the last question here. Hi, Jim. What are your thoughts on these stocks, SQQQ, SPXE, and, and, uh, and XPXO? Let's take a look at all of these, compare them. I'm not a fan right now of being... Um, if we're going to be short, we need to be short the right way. And I don't think this is necessarily a good time for the SQQQ. And I could go into this, but it's a long discussion just because I think that uh, you don't want to buy something as it's too obvious. Now, the SQQQ has been moving up, uh, ha has been moving up. Would I buy this one? These are not stocks. These are ETFs. Remember that. So, and these, and the SQQQ in particular is, has some issues. All right. So, we have been pulling down since the beginning of August. We, the, QQ, the, the SQQQ has been good. When You want to be invested in the SQQQ when, we, when there's a direction change. We believe we've seen direction change. But I, now, that we're, now that we're moving, now that the market is moving down, I think this is going to flatten out. But who knows? 
Um, what I want to do is compare all three of these uh, that you're interested in. X, P, XG. Let's see. And I don't know if that one is offhand. Let's see. Well, not right. Oh, we just recognize it. Hold on. Uh, let me make that sure. Uh, SP, SPXU. There we go. All right. So, okay. So, the, so there's, so this, the all, so these are all shorts. All right. So there, okay. And then let's look at the uh, SPXS. Uh, SP, no, SPXP, uh, XP, SPX, XPS, S, there we go. And that one there. Did I write? No. Uh, SPX, S, there we go. All right, which one has performed the best? Well, the SQQQ has performed the best, but just barely. So they're both in the, they're in the upward trend. But I wouldn't buy the XP uh, SS. We've made a change. This is only really immediately in the change. I don't think it's going to continue on this way. I think it's going to go flat. But out of the three that you're talking about, the X, the SQQQ is the best of the three. So there you go. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. All right, um, uh, so basically we're at the end of the show, but one of the things is if you could do for me, I'd really appreciate it, of course, I always ask if you could uh, go ahead and like the show. That helps us a lot. And also subscribe if, uh, if, if, if you're watching on. Uh, so please like the show. Definitely, definitely do that. And uh, also, uh, if you're not already, uh, a member of the of, of Dallas Trading Floor. It's free. All you have to do is go to www.dallastradingfloor.com. And that's uh, easy, easy to get on. Now, if you're watching me on TikTok, what you need to do is you need to go to the uh, you need you need to go to my profile, click on the link, and then hit the button, and you'll see it. First, uh, just need your first and last name and email address, and that will put you on the list. It's free. And uh, it's a great way to go. I'll be back tomorrow at 5. Thank you, everybody, so much for taking time to watch. And hopefully the news is going to be a little bit better. I think we're going to rebound a little bit tomorrow. And there may be some buying in the oil stocks. Now, I'm going to be probably buying uh, range resources tomorrow if it moves above. Uh, and we talked a little bit about that. And also, uh, we talked about MRNL, definitely like that one as well. So I definitely think that uh, now that uh, OPEC is going to lower the, uh, the production, we're going to see higher gas prices. So thanks, everybody. Uh, you know, thanks for uh, taking a um, gander of the show. Please tell your friends. And uh, we will be back tomorrow uh, at 5. Happy trading.